Betul If I was in it They would have renewed For 10 seasons already <laughs> They'd be, they be spin-offs all Two Marco Two Polo <laughs> Douglas Slim and Juanita, the podcast. Okay, so I walk in this morning to find Douglas Slow dancing to this <laughs> Japanese song. Thankfully, I only caught the last 10 seconds of it. La. It was a <laughs> fantastic dance movement. So anyway, <laughs> I came in, no, this morning, I I heard a really nice Japanese R&B, so J-pop, you know, on our station. Now I was like, hey, how do you know Fly FM played this style of music? I thought the whole life, you all Angel Baby, Baby Angel. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I wanted to find out what what song it was. I just typed mm. whatever sounds I heard, lah, right from the song. Okay. In Japanese, I understand. I just typed, 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 and I found it. It's called oh. uh, "Shino Nuga Iwa" by Fuji Kaze. <laughs> A new song on our station. Looks like we just started playing it. But good, right? Oh yeah. man, oh the groove, uh, and hey, if you got time, you listen to the whole song. The key change is sublime. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then I stopped and I was like, "Hey Douglas, you don't even know what this fella is singing. Like, yeah. what is Shino Nuga Iwa?" Okay, well, Google says it means I'd rather die. Oh, <laughs> wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> Extremely groovy way of singing about such a dark subject. Huh? Well, it's technically a love song, and he's saying he'd rather die than be without. This person he loves lah. So yeah, there are other choices so Don't have to choose death one all the time. Um, <laughs> but then it got me thinking: How is it possible for me to like something that I do not understand? Same you know? thing for people who enjoy your comedy, no? <laughs> <laughs> Personally, as long as they are laughing, I don't care. They understand not lah, okay? <laughs> But I'm not sure. Maybe it's the mystery of not knowing the language. Maybe that is what's appealing. And, you know, maybe that's why K-pop became so popular outside of Korea. I mean, okay, you know, granted, their production quality very high. Yeah. The songs are usually super catchy. But if I understood the language, like, for example, our Japanese friend here, right? If he was clearly singing Angel, Baby, Baby, Angel, <laughs> maybe I wouldn't find it so appealing. Yeah, you're right about the mystery of not knowing. Mm. That's why if you're a proper music fan, you know, like old school musicians, yeah. they don't explain what their songs are about, right? Mm. They sing about hurt or heartbreak break and the fun is in the listener finding meaning for themselves but now with everything online and everything being shared the closest thing we have to that is language yeah. like despacito lah right nobody knew what it meant but everybody knew it was sexy just oh, by yeah. the music <laughs> and I think it doesn't just apply to music I know some friends who are into yoga and they think they are sounding very mystical because they use Sanskrit <laughs> like no they will say oh Douglas I feel so alive after doing the Adho Murka Vrksasana I say handstand say handstand lah <laughs> This is like those Matsale vloggers, right? Who come here, eat, and are like, Oh, I just love this. I am a Samurai. Oh. No, even the name is so exotic. It's literally chicken cooked in red sauce. Fly <laughs> FM. So we were talking about how sometimes there's a mystery in not understanding some languages and yeah. what they actually mean. Like how saying yoga poses in Sanskrit, like Adomuka Svasana, sounds way nicer than just downward facing dog. Yes. <laughs> but some language, uh, they'd be unfortunate because it doesn't have a nice sound, you know. Or, okay, at least that doesn't sound nice to me. For uh-huh. example, <laughs> Hakka. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can have a love scene in Hakka because the language is, it sounds so rough, like they're scolding people or arguing. Yeah, it. yeah, it sounds rough. Hokkien also? Yapa huh? boy. What, what a terrible Hokkien impression. <laughs> 
And uh, and some languages also sound funny, one, um, like like Thai. Oh, yeah. I, I remember as kids, uh, we did a family trip to Hat Nyai, and my brother and I found this booklet uh, called Helpful Thai Phrases. <laughs> and uh, when you want to say not too spicy, it was yeah. Go May Pet. <laughs> so we just, we just kept laughing because it sounded so funny. Go May Pet. Oh my god, yeah, Thai is both beautiful and so funny, right? Depending on who's speaking it, I feel there was this Thai guy I met who was traveling with the church for a conference right. where we met. I was like, wow, okay, perfect for me, right? My parents gonna 100% approve because church boy also. Okay, this was quite some time ago. This Anna. was, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite a few years ago. Okay. And uh, he was also quite interested in me. So we went out for coffee, you know, just to get to know each other. It was all right. Then he told me that he doesn't just produce music, which I thought was very cool. And that he can also sing. Ooh, so, uh, so I went back after the meetup expecting to find something like really heartfelt and attractive. Dude was singing in Thai. Lah. Every one of his videos or so he was singing in Thai. <laughs> I couldn't. I was too. It was too funny. I felt so bad. It's, no, it's, me also. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I will. I watch Ong Bak. Yeah. And I was laughing. And the problem is, it's not a funny movie at all. You know, Ong Bak. No, it's the, not. It's, it's quite an action packed. And there was uh, there was a violent scene. They were in some fight club lah. And then the hero Tony Jaa was fighting some random white guy. Tony Jaa jumps up. There's there's a devastating flying <laughs> elbow to the guy's head. Right. Yeah. It splits open. Blood is flying everywhere. But then Tony lands and goes like. Batalopak or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. Fly FM. So a Swiss court orders a chocolate company to destroy its chocolate bunnies. Are you, are you don't need lah. Just send to my house. <laughs> I will help destroy for you with my mouth. Are you on a diet? <laughs> Okay, I destroy over the weekend now. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So two rival chocolate companies had a dispute because their chocolate bunnies design was apparently too similar, oh. which made it a copyright issue. Wait, but see, unless you are a zoologist, bunnies all look the same, right? <laughs> and they're, they're all big eyes, cute nose, fluffy ears. I mean, if your bunny looks like a purple dinosaur, <laughs> then that's a bunny. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I guess the Swiss take their bunnies very seriously. <laughs> Maybe, yes. <laughs> um, in the end, though, the company that lost the court case now has to destroy their chocolate bunnies Aye. but when they say destroy it doesn't mean throw away or bury it lah. it just means that they have to melt the bunny chocolates and make it into something else recycle lah. Yeah, yeah. Not, not destroy <laughs> but you see you know, they brought this problem onto themselves if they had just made the chocolate in the shape of chocolate th- yeah no there will be no copyright issue chocolate is chocolate <laughs> lah. people will still buy and eat it how boring though I love the chocolate bunnies growing up uh, it wasn't like a common thing we only get it on special occasions you still lah. yeah and I especially loved it because let's say your parents give you chocolate, right? They usually would give you one small piece or a small row of chocolate. Oh, the chocolate bar. Yeah, the okay. chocolate bar. When I get a chocolate bunny, I'd always get the entire chocolate bunny to myself. <laughs> it was so fun to choose like which part of the bunny I eat first, the ears or the tail or the tummy. Plus, the bunny is milk chocolate on the outside and white chocolate on the inside, right? So when you bite on it and it melts on your tongue, oh my God, the flavors were the best. Yeah, I never had all these atas chocolate like you. <laughs> la, okay, When I was young, the only chocolate I, I knew were these really cheap palm oil filled chocolate Ayoh. pellets that came in a box <laughs> but it also included a toy one oh. and the toy was some half past six toy like <laughs> <laughs> The, the commercials would be like Tara datang lagi dengan Roda berpusing like, <laughs> of course the Roda pusing what is it supposed to do right you know I wish the Swiss court would step in and make this company destroy its chocolates because it's absolute rubbish Fly FM so this chocolate company had to melt all their chocolate bunnies because of a copyright issue which mm. got us talking about how it was only a few years ago where it was a norm to hear 
Why should we buy the gold disc original and not the purple disc DVDR? Western countries ah, uh, they, they are very strict about copyright uh, and piracy issues. But in Malaysia and okay, I would say to a large extent Asia lah, the problem is just so hard to go away. We will pirate anything one, no seriously, without shame. If we, if we could pirate a pirate, we would do it. We call it Captain Jack Spare Part or something. And movies was always a problem, right? With the with the pirated DVDs, as you say. Yeah. But okay, now not so much anymore. But still, we are one of the biggest. Consumers of illegal streaming sites, ah, hey. uh, so technically it's still the same no, thing. No, no, I never illegal streaming uh-uh. site. <laughs> but I used to go to SS15 with my friends, like after Asia Cafe days, right? So it, right across there was a whole row of shops with like loud music blaring from the speakers. Was oh, it Chinese techno? The would you fun na fun na fun na fun na? I don't know lah, but it was just all types of like mixtapes, right? They'll sell and rows upon rows of just pirated movies for you to pick from. I remember it was so normal that we have to go to the shop to get a clear copy because if we download online confirm got people like walking in lah can oh. hear them coughing <laughs> but these pirate shops would always deliver proper clear versions every time that was just movies right yeah. but we also had a lot of pirated baju and fashion and if you go to Pasar Malam or Pataling Street oh, they yeah. will openly openly be selling designer t-shirts Calvin clone <laughs> clone they don't even hide the fact that it's fake you know then got this one the Adibas oh, yeah. right same <laughs> logo same font I mean they, like they don't even care that they're committing a crime you know cannot because we all know only VVIPs can do that <laughs> so you're telling me you've never bought pirated stuff before god lah <laughs> like when I was younger but it's but it's okay because I paid with pirated money what <laughs> joking joking okay two wrongs will make a right uh. please do not buy pirated stuff I'll give you one free PSA fly FM I hope you're ready to sort of learn some English with Katija Ladu and Aseng English class with Mina Saleh Good morning, class. Now, as you know, you are meant to form a sentence using a word. And the word of the day is density, which is a measure of how compact something is. All right, Katija, form a sentence using the word density. We should appreciate the beauty of the Holy Scriptures and not be scared of its density. Very good. Ladu, form a sentence using the word density. No, Daddy, child, doing a scientist experiment. I was trying to make the goal, you know, because from the Medieval time, the king at all, they tried to make the gold, they called it the alchemy. Because I'm thinking, if the ringgit continues to fall against the US dollar, I better stockpile some gold. So after I tried a few hundred times, I almost succeeded. Okay, okay, Ladu, please, simple sentence using the word density, please. Yeah, the density was just like the gold, but the color, magenta, Laja. Okay, Ladu, very good. Asing form a sentence using the word density. The pakcik behind my house... Uh, have two wife, you know. He marry Lila first, then Siti. No, I saying that's wrong. English class with Mina Saleh. Yeah! Fly FM. So a local horror movie has become the first Malaysian film to enter the US market. Oh, US yeah. market. Was this film made using uh, misappropriated funds as well? <laughs> I highly doubt it. So this movie is called <laughs> Don't Look at the Demon and is directed and produced by a Malaysian named Brando Lee. Check out the trailer. We moved in here around six months ago. Some pretty weird stuff started happening. Some 
scary stuff, man. The film releases today and the storyline features traditional Asian folklore from an American perspective. Okay. And it stars actors from Hollywood, Thailand, as well as Vietnam. Hey, you say Malaysian movie. It is shot by a <laughs> Malaysian director and it's shot in Malaysia, right? Yes. Then they, But they got actors from Hollywood, Thailand, Vietnam. Malaysia got no actors, is it? Like, I am right here. Why wasn't I called for this movie? I think they wanted the movie to do well. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I actually auditioned For this international series Called Marco Polo That was shot in Malaysia as well. Right It was a very big production Right that mm. one It kind of had like Game of Thrones vibes Yeah yeah About the guy who supposedly Founded China la. Mm-hmm. It, Oh ma- major budget man They shot in uh, Pinewood Studios In JB yeah. Some of my friends got it though uh, like Sophie Chikan I think Patrick Teo Also had a small role Yeah I, I watched a bit of it And I, if I remember correctly It wasn't that great la. So oh. you didn't miss much I think they cancelled the series Also after a while Because I'm not in it you see <laughs> if I was in it they would have renewed for 10 seasons already there'd be, there'd be spin-offs all two Marco two Polo <laughs> but okay but uh, congratulations to Brando Lee and his movie Don't Look at the Demon I, I personally think Malaysian horror can really do well in America yeah. but not all Ah, I got caveat Not all mm-hmm. Because like for example Orang Minyak It's here very scary right yeah. But Orang Minyak Would not work as a horror film In America Because they love foreign oil <laughs> <laughs> And if we introduce The Toyol to America right Be careful lah Angelina Jolie Might try to adopt him And give him a better life <laughs> Fly FM. So there's a Malaysian horror movie that's making it international, which got us talking about local ghost stories we were told as kids that when we think about now, sounds very ridiculous. Yes. When I was young, my Malay friends uh, would tell me about this hantu susu. You heard about this? Oh, one? yeah. The old lady, right? Uh-huh. She'll come to your car and knock on your window. To come, to, uh, come to the car. Yeah. Oh, okay, no, maybe yours is the updated version. <laughs> so like for yours, she's like the Gerald fellas, is it? Who approach you at the traffic lights. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, okay. The one I heard was that she will come to your house at night and she will knock on the door. And then when you open up, she'll be carrying a baby, you know, and the baby will be crying. And I remember thinking, yeah, crying baby is indeed horrible. <laughs> No lah, tell the story properly She'll stand there and ask you for milk Mm-mm. And it has to be fresh milk from the cows Not from the box Yeah, so she has strict dairy requirements <laughs> Why is this a scary thing? Because she'll keep coming back until she gets fresh milk Well then I'm sorry lor You'll just be constantly disappointed lah <laughs> th- th- Then the other one I heard was right If you tie a thread to a banana tree And then you tie the other end to your big toe Which is a very weird thing to do anyway But apparently if you do that A pretty girl ghost will come to your house <laughs> Oh la, your ghost knowledge is terrible. <laughs> An ugly ghost will come, but you have to put a paku on the back of her neck to make her pretty. For what? So you can marry her la. Why would marry someone with a paku on the neck? Like, how are you going to fly anywhere? Because she, she will fail the metal detector every time. And by the way, uh, paku is included in the prohibited items list in the airport. You are not allowed to take paku on flights. Right? <laughs> Why are you talking about flights? Your toe is tied to the banana tree. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, true. So. Fly FM. So, Douglas has been training for a run, a, a marathon. Uh. You say it's not a marathon, but it is. Uh. It's 10 kilometers. A marathon um, is 42 kilometers. And it's a big difference. But okay, I am going for for a like a warm-up race on Saturday. It's a bangi. It's a hilly area. Yeah. Leading up to that, he's gone for running classes. He has a running coach. Yeah. And now, we're speaking to Sheila Samivelu, who is a winner of the KL Marathon. She's one of the top female runners in Malaysia. Hi, Sheila. Hi. Good morning, Douglas and Juanita. Sheila, you are a KL Marathon champion, right? One of the top distance runners in Malaysia. Yeah. Douglas has mm-hmm. been training to be a <laughs> super, super athlete. Like. He's training for his 10th. 
10km run But he's taking this okay. Very seriously He has a coach He's been on a diet Watching his food So yeah okay. I'm, I'm just gonna I will ask some tips lah, Because you have won The KL Marathon That's what I'll be doing But I'm not doing The full marathon distance I'm doing uh, 10km only Yes But okay. what would you okay. say Is the most important Of my preparation On the day itself ah? But do you have Any proper coach for now? Yeah yes I, I've got uh, Jeff is coaching me Jeff Oh Jeff yeah, Oh yeah, Jeffy yeah. Okay, okay But on the morning okay. itself Because I know It's going to be very kanchong People are going to be Very excited I'm probably going to be get very, very excited as well So what, what should I do On the day of the race? Okay are you covering A good a proper mileage For now? What does that mean? Ah? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am running about uh, One week I I average about 40 kilometers Ooh. 40 kilometers That is good enough ready Good enough? Uh, yes 40 kilometers Is good enough ready So okay. I think you may Be able to finish the race oh. 10 kilometers yeah, uh, okay. So that is a good progress so Alright If, if uh. it wasn't enough If let's say I wasn't doing enough What was the <laughs> problem uh, On race day I, I would get cramps Is it? Yes To run the race uh, You must have a proper training That is what I would Always advise to all the runners Especially to the beginners If let's say You don't have any proper uh, Stamina Proper training You may not be able to finish the race so build your mileage slowly you don't just go and run a 15 kilometer like today you have to start with five kilometer yeah. you know then gradually increase your mileage from five kilometer to six kilometer and then you know to 10 kilometer okay. so proper training is a very important that's good now you're doing how many kilometers a day now douglas now it depends uh, because i've got uh-huh. various types of runs so on uh, right. tuesday is my speed run so hey, I very do, good uh, very fart good. legs and stuff like that and then uh-huh. wednesday i do core work uh, and uh, leg work and everything and then Thursday is uh, like an easy run and then Saturday uh-huh. is another speed run and then Sunday is recovery run so quite a yeah. lot la. you but are training like an elite runner man ah, <laughs> you see so uh-huh, uh-huh. now I, I heard that you have to do mm-hmm. also carbo loading right before the ride yeah, yeah, so yeah, how yeah. much biryani should Douglas eat the night before the race <laughs> Okay, uh, let me share uh, my experience. I've been running since five years old and now recently this carbo loading is one of the people uh, started to talk about the carbo loading uh. but I'm not very sure what you mean by carbo loading <laughs> because I don't do it. So usually before the race, I don't have any appetite to eat, you see. But okay. people, sometimes they talk about carbo loading to me, I'll be like surprised. They can eat, uh, but I cannot <laughs> eat at all. <laughs> then what do you eat? I just consume a normal food, you know, because I make sure that my tummy don't get bloated. And then I drink a lot of water, plain water that helps me to, you know, make myself more hydrate before the race. But in terms of carbo loading, I don't do it. Sheila, carbo loading is an excuse for me to eat a lot of rice before the race. That's all. (laughs) Wet, banana leaf, everything. Fly FM. So Douglas has been training for a 10km run. He's been on a diet. He has a running coach. And now we're speaking to a pro to give him some advice. Sheila Samivelu is one of the top distance runners in Malaysia. But Doug, you have questions about food that apparently helps you run? We hear some people say, uh, you mm-hmm. eat certain type mm-hmm. of food, is good for running. For example, like you eat chicken leg, it's uh, good for uh-huh. running. Or you, or you eat long frog, frog beans, leg, yeah. it's good for running. <laughs> like, do you Have you heard of any of these superfoods you can eat? Yeah, yeah, running? yeah. Okay, but usually what I will advise you, don't take any spicy food before the race. Yeah. <laughs> just go for like normal fried rice, you see, Chinese fried rice, you okay. know, that will help you. Usually I do I will go that kind of food, you know, normal you know, it's just like ketchup, uh any spicy curry curry, uh, try to you know, avoid all these curries and spicy food. Okay. Usually food don't help you to run faster. Food just give you some energy. So remember that people thought that food helped you to run faster, but actually not. You can have a uh, bananas, you can have bananas. a watermelon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite. And watermelon, uh 
sweet potato. This is what I consume before the race. That's great. Now, at some point during the race, let's say mm-hmm. you know Douglas feels tired. I'm sure you've experienced mm-hmm. this in your yeah, marathons yeah. as well. You know, halfway through mm-hmm. the race, you sure. feel tired. Sure. You you feel like sure. oh, you wanna I want to give up. What strategy would you recommend to Douglas? Always happens to everyone. So what I will suggest you just stop and take a rest. Okay. Don't okay. give up. Just stop at the point and loosen up your muscles and do some stretching and continue your run. Don't ever say that you want to give up and you want to pata bale. Don't ever do that. Thank That's you so great. much. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I was thinking if if let's say I feel like giving up lah, I wouldn't even pata bale. You know, Sheila, I'll call ambulance and come pick me up. <laughs> That's why I ask you to look around because people will be, you know, passing you, right? So uh-huh. that's why I don't have a pata bale. You just continue, you know, and enjoy your run, Douglas. Sheila, are you going for this uh-huh. year's uh, KLSEM? I got sign up for 21.1 uh, kilometer. Let's see how. Oh, oh are you doing the half marathon? Uh, yeah. Hope to see hope to see you there. <laughs> la. I mean, of course, you finish way before me, la, but then we can share a banana <laughs> and some uh, 100 plus a little. Okay, okay, okay. No problem. And no then problem. after that, you can go for banana leaf. Yeah! Okay, <laughs> after that, you can eat whatever that you want. <laughs> thanks, Sheila. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All the best all for the right. marathon as well. Okay, thank you, thank you. And all the best, Douglas. Thank you very much, Sheila. Fly FM. We have Elvin Neto in the studio with us. Hey! He's a personal trainer, an athlete, a fitness freak. He's attempting to set a new Guinness World Record for most kettlebell swings in 24 hours. Yeah, listen carefully. Uh, it's not Malaysian Book of Records. Uh, it's no. the Guinness World, World Record. Yes, and you're doing this for charity, right? That's right. So you're attempting to raise 30,000 ringgit for youths, mental health and physical health. Correct. Which is great. So, Alvin, you have attempted to break records before, right? In fact, you are the current holder of two Malaysian records. Correct, correct. And they are. So on 2018, I break the 12 hours non-stop backwards run where I run backwards for 12 hours. And then the following year, 2019, I did 2,727 chest to ground burpees in eight hours. <gasps> Crazy! Wait, eight hours non-stop of chest to ground burpees. Correct. I do five and I want to vomit. Eh? <laughs> yeah. My favorite burpees is this one. <laughs> okay, Elvin. The best part about this is that you're doing this to help organizations, right? Non-profit organizations, to actually change, make a change in the world. Why did you decide to do this? Well, I feel that we all have gifts, talents, resources to share, mm-hmm. and the best thing to do is to help one another. Mm-hmm. So that's why on 2018, I had the idea to do something for a cause, which is then to raise funds for underprivileged students in Sabah. So the organization was more changes. I thought, let's do. Something, but okay. running a marathon is too common, so I decided to run backwards, yeah, and then yeah. that was successful. I feel like wow, I can do more. That's where the burpee comes in, and I said, you know what? Let's do something for heart patient in Malaysia. So 2019 World Heart Day, that's where the burpees event comes in, and then riding up to this year, which is next week, is mental health. That's why I decided let's take it up a level. 24 hours kettlebell swing. Okay, so so it's not just about fitness for you; it's also about uh, social changes, what's yeah. actually affecting the world and stuff. Yes. Like this is yeah. excellent. So for this kettlebell one, you are not uh, satisfied with going for the Malaysian Book of Records. You're going for the world record. World. That's right. Guinness World Record. How is that going to happen? Are the world record people going to send someone to verify this or you're going to do it via Zoom? So that's one option where we pay a fee for them to come down here. Yes. So doing it for charity, it doesn't quite align with our budget because we want to maximize profit raise goes to, to the, the NGO. Uh, uh. Yes. So in this case, we're going to submit it ourselves. We're going to have a video crew to record. We're going to have witnesses to count. And once all that is done, we send it 
over to Guinness World Record. How did you train for the backwards running? I- I'm curious. Run backwards. <laughs> you got to get familiarized with the movements. At first, it's so awkward. Yeah. yeah. Because we're so used to moving in front. Yeah. So, of course, I started off in a treadmill with like very funny speed and slow. And everyone was looking at me like, why this guy? He got it right or wrong? <laughs> you, want, you want to fall? See, like, you want to fall on. Did anybody <laughs> come to you and tell you like, ah, this is not how you're supposed to use a treadmill? You know, those gym So, people? technically, I'm fortunate enough, I kind of do it like in my own private space okay. until where I get a little bit more comfortable with the movement. Yeah. I do it in a stadium So the only ah. possible place to do it And if you all are trying the backwards run Do it in a stadium Because it goes in circle Yeah, it's safer And you can kind of pace the line through If you do it around your taman you got to be careful Yeah, motorbike will come hit you yeah, Then you, the durian will form the tree <laughs> you, re- you walk into an auntie doing tai chi <laughs> That's right <laughs> <laughs> Fly FM. We have Elvin Neto in the studio with us. He's a personal trainer, athlete, record holder, a fitness freak. He's attempting to set the world record for most kettlebell swings in 24 hours. Okay, so this kettlebell swing challenge, how many do you need to complete? Do you know? Like, what's the target? So, my target is 15,000 repetitions. So, I'm going to use a 20 kilos kettlebell. <gasps> yeah, so 15,000. 20 kilos, the accumulated weight that I hope to achieve is at least 300,000 kilos. That's crazy. How many have you done up to? Have you been reaching your target? So by far, in terms of my training, I've yeah. achieved uh, 12 hours. So 12 hours, I've accomplished 60% of my target. Okay. Awesome. So that's a good start. The kettlebell swing, from what I can tell, it put stress on your back and right. your core what other muscles are involved here so we're looking at mostly your total body but the main muscles being your hips your lower back your core and a little bit of arms also because one of the requirements from mm-hmm. Guinness World Records they want a complete perfect swing so when I do the swing the kettlebell needs to pass behind your knees so you really need to squat down and hip hinge a little bit on the way up the kettlebell needs to be parallel to your shoulder so you can't really cheat so you really have to lift it up oh. then they will consider a proper rep so you wow. cannot do chin chai and Fast like those fellas in the what is that the gym craze that right? now they they got competition with it. Is uh, it CrossFit or something? CrossFit, that's right. right. CrossFit, okay. <laughs> right. different, different. When you do all this is for charity. How do you fund yourself? I just have to support myself. So, of course, the training, the nutrition is all on my own. But the goal that I'm trying to get people is to fund for the cost. Yeah. So, the cost here is mental health. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the bigger picture that we all need to talk about that I want to highlight more about, especially in Malaysia. So, they will channel Mm -hmm. all of the donation to Yayasan Health on World, which is the NGO that is behind this uh, initiative. Mm -hmm. And they can do that by going to their website. Or, in fact, um, all this is being posted on social media. So, the bank account, the donation links are all given there. So what's the easiest way to find this out? Like if I say I'm completely new, I just heard this on the radio. Okay, Alvin is doing this kettlebell challenge, Ginsburg Records, to raise uh, money for mental health. What do I type in my computer to be able to contribute? So you can type Yayasan Health on World. That will be the first place to go. Or if it's too complicated, just search for Alvin Neto and all the details will be there. Beautiful. Fly FM. We have Alvin Neto in the studio with us. Woo-hoo! He is a personal trainer, an athlete, a fitness freak. He's attempting to set the world record for most kettlebell swings in 24 hours. Now we're going to try a challenge, okay, with Douglas. Let's <laughs> do it. But it's not going to be a kettlebell challenge. It'll be a burpees challenge. So we're going to see how many burpees can Douglas do with you, Alvinetto. Okay, ready? Okay. Let's go. I'm going to adjust the mic. So bear in mind, 
I'm in jeans uh, Unlike Neto Who is in complete Like you know Sports gear. gear So that's going to give him A big advantage no, over no, me No 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 Doctors I just had a heavy breakfast So you're ahead of me Ah okay See see <laughs> Doctors uh, is just creating Excuses so for I, himself I am, yeah? I've got jeans And then I'm not wearing My burpee shoes or so These are just my <laughs> My normal studio Do radio Alvin if Douglas Does a burpee wrong Feel free to correct him Okay Okay Hey which burpee is this uh, see, We look like idiots Talking this way You know but <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're both They're both squatting down Bending down This one must do push up also uh, Yeah we do the push up We'll give it a try again Okay ready our way through. A burpee challenge With Douglas Lee Man Alvin Nato In 3 2 1 Go <laughs> You know, because I'm sitting down at the console, all I can see is two of them popping up one after the other like meerkats. <laughs> meerkats jumping up and going, hello. Six, I'm going to be back faster. Oh my god. Seven. <laughs> Douglas face is red. <laughs> He's not even standing up and shooting anymore. Uh, okay, are you done? <laughs> Douglas, you're red, man. <laughs> no, I was going to continue, but my pants falling down. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting more than burpees there. <laughs> that was good. That was a good try. Good stuff. Thank you so much. Woo. Thank you, Alvin. We're going to put all these videos up on our socials. You can check it out at FlyFam958. But now, to everybody listening, Alvin, is there something you'd like to say? <laughs> <laughs> talk now, talk. Very easy. <laughs> um, the message is you can achieve anything you set your mind to. So if you really have a goal, whether it's a fitness goal, a career goal, a life goal, just put your heart and soul into it, and you are on the way to success. <laughs> he's trying to control the meeting, to, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's catching and when, his breath. And uh, when will your attempt be? Yeah. Uh? This Sunday, 9 to 10 of October in Unita PJ. All okay. the best to you. I hope you are uh, you are free of injury. I hope you wake up all raring to go. Yeah. Yep. All right. All the best. Thank you so much, Alvin. Thank you. This is the Douglas Lim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on Fly FM.